Welcome to the CityGate Church podcast. Today's message was recorded at our live Sunday services, and we hope that it encourages you to know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference. Good stuff. Um, Right, let's get into uh, the series that we're doing. Is that okay? Wonderful. What is this series called? God said it. I believe it. That settles it. There are some things in our Christian life that we just got to get sorted. We just got to say, that's it. This is, this is beyond discussion. This is beyond opinion. This is not about what I think and what my experience is and what's happened. No, the Word of God says this categorically. Yeah? I mean, there are so many things. You know, I could have gone into the Lord Jesus said, no one comes to the Father but by me. That's a God said it, I believe it, that settles it type of a matter. Yeah? Yeah. Other things that we've been through, that God's word is truth. We've understood that we have the mind of Christ. That's not, oh Lord, please give me your mind. No, we have the mind of Christ. This is beyond opinion and, well, I don't feel I have, no, feelings haven't got anything to do with statements of truth. Yeah, Nothing to do with it at all. Yeah, and there are a lot of things in the Word of God. I could have gone through so many things. You know, I've reduced the list right down just because we've only got now till the first week of December because then we're at Christmas. And, you know, so I've just pulled out things that I think God wants us to say, well, God settles it. God said it, I believe it, that settles it. And the other elements we're gonna be doing in this series are things like, if we know God hears us, we know that we have the petitions that we ask of Him. God said it, I believe it, that settles it. What about things like, by His stripes, you were healed. Healing's got more opinions about it than anything else in the church. And we've got to just settle some things once and for all about God's will and what has actually happened in our lives through being born again. There's other things that we're going to be doing over the next five weeks. But today, I'd like us to turn to Galatians chapter 6, and we're just going to read three verses from verse 7 to 10. And it will come up on the screen. I also have a, a different um, account of this, of this passage from a different translation, which I will read, which will not come up. But let's just read this from the New King James. Can we all read this together? And let's, and let's say it like this is truth today, amen? Let's all say it. One, two, three. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, that he will also reap. For he who sows to his flesh will of the flesh reap corruption, but he who sows to the Spirit will of the Spirit reap everlasting life. And let us not grow weary while doing good, for in due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart. Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all, especially to those who are of the household of faith. Can I hear an amen this morning? God said it. I believe it. That settles it. 
Another translation of this, the Passion Translation, and it's not the whole passage, but I've just pulled out some bits. What you plant will always be the very thing that you harvest. (laughs) What you plant will always be the very thing that you harvest. The harvest you reap reveals the seed that you have planted. Do not allow yourselves to become weary in planting good seeds. Take advantage of every opportunity to be a blessing to others. What a brilliant understanding of that passage. Today, I wanna speak on you reap what you sow. God said it. I believe it. That settled it. Can we all say that? God said it. I believe it. That settles it. What are we talking about today? You reap what you sow. Straight statement out of the Word of God. God will not be mocked. God has set up a system that will continue for eternity. God lives by this system. It's how God thinks. It's how God speaks. It's how God acts. This is how God does life. If I can put it like that. You know, you can talk about friends, people, you know, that's how they do life. They do it like this. And, and it's through everything they do. You know, some people are, you know, compassion people. Yeah, now we're all compassionate, but some people are compassion people. Everything they do, you can just see compassion through everything they say, everything they do. It's a thread through their life. Some people are really positive people. It's through every thread of their life. They're just positive. They see the opportunity on the outcome. Other people are negative people. They see the problem in everything. It's just how they do life. Some people are detail people. They see the detail. Thank God for those in measure. (laughs) No, 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 no. Hear me out. We want lots of those people. Some people are big picture people. They see the big picture. It's through everything they do. They don't see the detail. Some people are people people. They are never happier than when they're having a party. (laughs) With somebody, even if the person didn't know they were gonna be part of a party. (laughs) You know, you go to work, it's not about the job you do, it's about the people you do it with. Oh, and that sounds lovely. And that sounds lovely. You see, all you people people love that. Task people go, please. Just please, no, I'm there to do a job and go home. I just get in my own zone, just don't talk to me. I don't want lunch with you, I wanna to go to tea by myself. I just want my own space, do my own thing. People are a necessary, and you put your own word in there. People are, are all different, but we've all got things that you can say It's through their life. What goes through God's life is the mentality 
the principle, the understanding, the words, the lifestyle, if you can say God has a lifestyle, of sowing and reaping. It's in everything He does. It's how He thinks. It's how He's created the world and, and eternity to be. Sowing and reaping. Very sadly, it's not often how the church thinks. The church thinks instant breakthrough. Miracle. I need a miracle. All hell breaks loose and, you know, God, I need healing. Yeah, but what about, have you lived your life for the last 20 years? No wonder you need healing. And I'm not just talking physically, you know, we are living in a generation which is a challenge physically. We're eating junk. We're eating food that's got all sorts of stuff injected in it. We're eating sweets and sugar and you name it. I just went over to the coffee place. You see, I can talk about this because I'm going through a transition right now. <laughs> see, God gets me, I get you. It's just how it works. <laughs> I just went over to the coffee shop and um, I've changed coffee shops because my former coffee shop has got a stand on sexuality, which I will not support. So I don't go there anymore. And so I go to a different coffee shop now. These things are important to me. So I go to the one just over the road here and um, I went over and I said, latte please. And the lady said, vanilla? <laughs> and I said, no, I'm cutting down on the sugar. Just saying. It's got nothing to do with the preach. I'm just nailing my colours to the mast. But so often we don't think about sowing and reaping. We don't think like that. We think immediate gratification. We think God is the God of the breakthrough, which He is. But that's not how we live our lives. By living by the God of the breakthrough. No, we live by the God of the harvest. And I want to reap tomorrow what I sow today. I don't want to sow nothing and believe God for a miracle tomorrow because I got nothing in the ground. Come on, I'm preaching better than you're responding right now. It's the same with how we raise our children. You won't have a champion at 15 unless you put good stuff in when they're two. Can't just give them an iPad and say, watch what you want. Our kids didn't have smartphones till they were old enough to make quality decisions about what they watch and what they feed themselves with. Why? Because what you sow, you will reap. And I don't want to spend the rest of my life praying for a harvest failure on the bad seed. Why are they so stressed out? Well, what did you sow in for the last 10 years? unbelief, worry, the world's opinions, the world's attitudes, all that sort of stuff. And then you're praying, oh God, heal their mindset. Uh, yeah, God will, but you've got a hard road because you've been sowing bad seed for the last 10 years. This is why church is so important. This is why Sunday mornings are so important. Being physically part of a church. 
you will not have kids that grow up with a hunger for the house if attendance of the house has been an option. Our kids never had the choice. They never had the choice. Do you want to go to church? When they're 18, they can make their own decision. But before that, they're under, the, under my roof. They're here. In the prayer meetings, they're here asleep under the chairs if necessary. Where we left one one day and went home. We left him. We locked the building up. We went home in two different cars because I'd gone early to pray before the prayer meeting because that happens. So I prayed before the prayer meeting and Sharon comes later on and, you know, brings the suitcase that we used to bring with the babies in because it's just an easy cot. That's, that's a long story. We don't carry them in a suitcase. We bring the suitcase and then put it in the made bed and it acts as a sunshade on the beach. Uh, anyway, we know what we're doing with children. We know. We've been there. And we left him asleep under the chairs. Right there it was. And he was asleep, Michael Melfi, asleep under the chairs. And we both went home, locked up, alarms on, went home. And I got home and Sharon got home. We sat there. <laughs> Peace and quiet. What's this about? Why's the house got this sort of holy hush over the house? Well, where's Michael? Didn't you bring him home? No, I didn't bring him home. Should we leave him there a bit longer? No, we better go and get him. So we drove back and we picked him up and he was still fast asleep, thank goodness. Anyway, what you sow, you reap. It's not just, ah, oh, in one area of my life. This is lifestyle in every part of our lives. You want a good marriage? So for one. Don't pray for a miracle when all hell's breaking loose. No, I want to rephrase that. You can pray for a miracle when all hell is breaking loose, but let's not have that mentality. Let's sow for the good. Let's sow for the good. Take time, spend time. Stephen's got his driving test on Monday. Oh. It happened so quickly. He was just a baby the other day. And now he's doing his driving test. He's had like how many months of lessons? Instruction. Now he's got a test before we trust him with a one ton weight piece of metal that could wipe out other people. Why do we jump into relationships without all the input and without all the stuff? I'm not saying we should have a test before marriage, but I think we should have a test before marriage. Is this thing gonna work? Is this thing gonna work? Do you think the same? Have you got the same values? Are you both on fire for God? Just saying. What you sow, you will reap. You cannot sow bad seed and expect a good harvest. So, We need to live like this on purpose, strategically. On purpose, strategically. And if I do my job right today, it'll start to be at the forefront of our minds. Everything I do, everything I say is a seed that will reap a harvest in my tomorrows.
and I'm going to think like this because I'm going to stop sowing corrupt seeds and I'm going to only sow good seeds. So, the first time God created a tree, he created the tree. You know, the world asks this all the time, what came first, the chicken or the egg? I can answer the question. I could make millions on this, I'm sure. The chicken came first. The chicken came first. What came first, the tree or the seed? The tree came first. God created the thing and he put the seed inside the tree that he would not need to create another one. He creates the tree, Genesis 1.11. He created the tree whose seed was in itself. I could go through everything else. God created the chicken whose egg was in itself. God didn't create a sperm and an egg. He created a man. And the ability was in the man to reproduce. Sowing and reaping is in everything God has ever done. And it's in everything that God does today. Sowing and reaping. The seed is in the tree so we don't have to have another miracle. God is not a slot machine. Oh, I need another breakthrough, chunk. And we're, I mean, we prayed this morning about extraordinary, you know, God moving miracles and signs. We believe in all this stuff, absolutely. But the kingdom has a principle it runs by, which is harvest. And God works extraordinarily miracles where things go wrong. I can remember when I really knew from God that I've got to adjust my thinking from believing God for miracles to sowing seed for harvest. It's a totally different lifestyle. It means you sow on purpose today for what's coming down the road rather than just happily living life and when something happens down the road, God, I need a miracle. I don't need a miracle. I look at my fields. What's in the field? What do I need to harvest right now? It's a harvest mentality instead of a miracle mentality. Seed was in the tree. Can I say this? Do not underestimate the power of a seed. Oh, but it's only a word. It's only a conversation. It's only, a, it's only helping somebody out. Oh, it's only an offering. Oh, it's only a, a conversation with somebody at work. No, 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 no. It's a seed. Never underestimate the power of a seed. Seeds are powerful. Powerful. 
It may look like a little something that just, what can that do? But it's a seed. It's not what it looks like, it's what it can produce. It's what's on the inside of it, it's what it can produce. Just a few things about seeds before we just talk through what a seed mentality, seed faith, seed mentality, harvest mentality looks like in our lives. Just some things about a seed and I'm very aware that a picture can, can, can say more than a thousand words. A seed can produce something far bigger than itself. Tiny seed Massive tree. All of that tree was in that seed. You don't need to sow a tree to get a tree. You sow a seed to get a tree. That's a mustard seed and that's a mustard tree. That seed produced that tree. Don't tell me it's just a word. Don't tell me it's just, oh, it's just a, a business lunch. Don't tell me, oh, it's just, it's just me saying, no, you can't watch that. Doesn't really matter. Really does matter. Because the seeds you sow will produce trees that are very hard to ignore. What else? Seeds can push through anything. That may look insignificant, but look at the next one. Now look at the next one. That's a tree through a boulder that split the boulder. Oh, but Pastor Jay, everything's arrayed against me. What have you sown in the past? Because it can bust through anything. Oh, but look at the economy. What seeds have you got in the ground? If you've got nothing in the ground, you need a... Miracle, which just being blunt, you might get and you might not. And I'm a faith guy. I don't want to depend on a breakthrough. I have confidence in seed. Totally different mentality. And this, I know it starts to upset Christians because we believe God for miracles. Seeds will always produce. Will always produce. Oh, I'm not gonna, I don't wanna, I don't wanna reduce faith for miracles. I wanna change mindset for harvest. Does that make sense? Okay. It's hard work to live every day needing a miracle. It's a life of joy to think, look what I'm about to reap. Different mentality. Have we got, oh yeah, what about this one? My faith will always cause my seed to grow no matter what is going on around me. I don't care what's going on around me if I've got a seed. Because my faith will grow my seed. When everybody else around there is crying, needing a miracle, I'm rejoicing because I put seed in the ground and my seed's growing. 
Not from a place of arrogance, but from a place of, thank God I don't need a miracle right now. I've got a lifetime of seed. Seed time and harvest time. What about this one? One seed sown faithfully. We know the principle, you know, you put in a seed, you don't get one seed back. You put one acorn in the ground, you get a thousand back. Hello? You plant those thousand, you get another thousand trees, so you get another hundred thousand seeds. One seed faithfully sown becomes what God talks about. Abundance. I believe in the God of abundance. My God is not a poor, depressed, decrepit, not enough type of a God. He's the God of more than enough grace, more than enough joy, more than enough faith, more than enough in every area, finances, more than enough. I'm not talking about money today. I'm talking about life. I want to live a more than enough marriage. It's what I want to live. More than enough marriage. Not one that's got the wheat and the tares growing up in it. This is harvest. This is the life of the believer. You get that one seed, put it in, next year so more, next year so more, next year so more. You eat some seed, you sell some seed, you give some seed, you sow some seed, you invest some seed, you grow, you grow, you grow. You don't stay with a pot plant on the windowsill. When I was in my younger years, I saw myself as a farmer. Not legally, of course. <laughs> and, and I used to smoke some seed and sow some seed. I've been transparent before, guys. And I had these little pots on the windowsill and I'd sow some seed. But the stuff I grew... I never sowed anything back. <laughs> so, yeah, give me some of that. And he's like, I know we laughed, just not bad. But um, I never sowed anything back in the ground, so I never grew anything else. That's not farming, that's not harvest, that's pot plant. It's pot plant. Some Christians are pot plant Christians. God, I need a miracle. You get your miracle, you never sow anything back. God, I need a breakthrough. You never sow anything back. You get a breakthrough in your marriage, you never help somebody else's marriage out. You never sow anything, so you need another miracle two or three years down the road. This is mentality, guys. (coughs) Excuse me. So, Let's talk about seed time and harvest in these, in these closing moments. I've already said everything God does and everything God thinks is seed. All these things are seed. The kingdom of God is a seed. 
These are direct scriptures. I won't, I won't go through and quote all the Bible verses. They're there. The kingdom of God is a seed. The word of God is a seed. Faith is a seed. Jesus himself is a seed. Straight statement. Unless a grain of wheat falls into the ground and dies, it abides alone. And he's talking about himself. Jesus is a seed. We are the harvest. He was sown on the cross. We are reaped in the resurrection. Of course, finances are a seed and the believers are seed. The Bible says the sons of the kingdom are seed. Matthew 13. We are a seed. When you walk into your office, you are a seed to reap a harvest. Your life is to reproduce in your office. Your life is to reproduce in your road, in your school, in your college, in your, in your environment. You're a seed to reap a harvest around you. Now that harvest is also the harvest of the cross. But the Bible clearly says your life is a seed. Straight Bible verse. The kingdom of God will reap influence. The word of God will reap the word coming to pass. Faith will reap mountains moved and God's will coming to pass by faith. Oh God, will you move? No, will you release some faith? Faith is important. There are so many things. I know this is the, those are the six things that are straight scriptures that are seed in the New Testament. But I could put into that so many things our seed, you know, we just read the Bible verse, Galatians 6, whatever a man sows to the flesh, to the spirit, it's in the context of giving financially, absolutely. Over there in you know, Galatians chapter 6, I don't just want to talk financially today. It's the last thing I want us to do is go away and just think money. But we've got to think money. We've got to think money. From a mentality of sowing and reaping. But there are so many other things. You know, that other um, translation talked about if you sow corrupt seeds or good, healthy seeds. So many things are seeds. The fruit of the Spirit. Love is a seed. Joy is a seed. Oh, you know, Pastor Jay, I'm really, I'm really heavy. Well, sow some joy into someone's life because you reap what you sow. He who refreshes Others will himself be refreshed. It's seed, time, and harvest principle. But how can I sow joy if I haven't got joy? You have got joy. The Bible tells you you have. You've got joy in your spirit right now. You're just not feeling it. Yes, yes. So sow some, and what you've got will start to flow. So many things. Family. What can you sow? You want a healthy family? Sow seed into somebody else's family. Fear is a seed. Fear is a seed that reaps destruction. Let's not be sowing fear into our circumstances, into our own mind, into anybody else. Oh, I don't know what's gonna be going on. Stop, 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 stop. Stop sowing fear into somebody else's life. Doubt and unbelief. So you've had a tough time. Don't sow it into somebody else's life. Hello? Sow expectation into somebody else's life. Oh, well, I tried it and, and it didn't work. You're sowing into somebody else's life every time you say anything. 
What you sow, you reap. Your time is a seed. Oh, Pastor Jay, I just haven't got enough time. You need a time harvest, yeah? So sow time. How can I sow it if I haven't got it? You have got it. You just need to reorganize. People say, oh, Pastor Jay, I know you're busy. I'm not busy. I'm in total control of my life and what I do with my time. I'm not busy. I've chosen to do what I do with my hours. My hours are full. Some people have a sort of a mentality that I'm not in control of my time. I need a miracle. I need more hours in the day. No, you need to sow your time to reap your time. Oh man, I just tell you, honestly, I could, I could talk about so many things here today. What about, obviously, finances? What about your experience? You can sow your experience into somebody else's life to reap the harvest from what that experience can do. Okay, let's just go through, I've got very quickly five things, well, six is next week as we move on, but five things as I close. Number one, I am a sower. Can we all say that? See, God said it, I believe it, that settles it. I am a sower, I'm not a pot plant Christian, I'm a farmer, I'm a farmer. We gotta get the pot plant thing away from our thinking and get into those harvest field mentality. What do I want to grow? I am a sower, this is lifestyle, this is mentality. The Bible says the hardworking farmer. So this mentality of seed is supposed to be something we put effort into. We put effort into it. What do you wanna reap next week? Work hard at it today. So the question I want to ask myself and the question I want to ask you here today is, am I working hard on sowing? It's a question in my life. Am I working? The Bible calls me a hardworking farmer. So I'm going to ask myself, am I working hard at sowing? And remember, I'm talking about what are you sowing into for five years time? What are you sowing into for the lives of your children? Or are you just expecting them to turn out well? Or are you going to sow something in? We didn't allow our kids to have any, any smartphones or anything until they were 12, 13, 14 years old, whatever it was, secondary school. Uh, you know, when we knew, because we wanted to sow some good stuff into them. I know a number of Christians who say, 18, you're not having any, any smart anything until then, because I'm not sowing junk or allowing you to have junk sowed into your head. What are you hard working at to reap a great harvest in five years time, 10 years time, 15 years time? What are you, the hard working farmer. Come on, I am a sower. I'm not just somebody who's gonna just trip through life and hallelujah and Jesus, everything works works together for good. And then in a year's time, I'm having to pray for a crop failure from corrupt seed. Because I'm going to reap whatever I sow. That other version said, if you sow corrupt seed, you're going to reap a corrupt harvest. It's exactly what it says. So I need to act on that today. What am I sowing? Is it a mindset I'm sowing? Is it words I'm sowing? Oh, it just never works. I'm just sick to death of this. And you know what? Everybody in my family died of a heart attack. And I'm just really concerned that I'm going to too. What are you sowing? 
What about kids? I've had people come forwards and it really, one thing that really, you know, if you want to stir me up, then you say this, bring a child to the front and say, can you pray for my son? He's stupid. Wow. <sighs> can you pray for my kid? He's just, he's just, blah, 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 blah. thank God it didn't happen here. What are you sowing? What are you sowing to reap a wonderful harvest? What are you saying over your own life? Perhaps there's some things that you need to declare a crop failure over because you've received what other people have said. Hello? You've received into your life what other people have said about you. Or perhaps you say something. Now, I've said, has anybody ever said any dumb stuff? Oh, man, come on. (laughs) Don't tell me you haven't. You say something really dumb over yourself, over your wife, over your kids. You say something dumb. And then you think, oh, you know what? I shouldn't have said that. Well, that's the first step. What's really important is to go to God with that and say, now, in the name of Jesus, I declare harvest failure on that corrupt seed. And do it on purpose. Oh, you know what? We just can't afford to do anything. Uh, That's your harvest for tomorrow. That you will not be able to afford to do anything tomorrow and the next week and the next year. And then you'll pray for a miracle. You gotta stop the seed. And you gotta get the good seed into the ground. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. We got a strong family. All my kids are taught of the Lord. Great is the peace of my children. You know what? Whatever I put my hand to prospers. And I'm not just talking about finances. I'm talking about culture. I'm talking about life. You know, I'm not an underdog. I'm a world overcomer. I'm not the tail. I'm the head. I'm not beneath. I'm above in Jesus' name. You gotta sow into your tomorrows instead of keep declaring the same seed that you're reaping today. Oh, I never get a promotion. Well, that's because you said that last week. You're reaping the harvest of what you've sown before. Are you getting anything out of this today? Come on. This is life-changing for people. So come on, everybody say, I am a sower. Number two, I have seed. Let's all declare that. I have seed. So many things I could go through with this. What seed have you got? You need to look for it. God has given you seed. The day you were born again, somebody told me this after the first service. We got some more pregnancies in the church. It's like, this is going nuts. We've had 13 babies born this year. It's just amazing. Another couple of people have joined the church today with a newborn baby. And now somebody else uh, has just told me they are, they're they're pregnant again. Well, I don't know how public it is, so I won't say anything, but, because I know. And uh, I went up to her and I said, do you know, in your womb, If it's a little girl, this is incredible. At about four months, I've got doctors on the front row here, so you're going <laughs> to confirm this or tell me I'm nuts, but tell me afterwards because it's a good preaching point, okay? <laughs> it's true. After about four months, if it's a female baby, all the eggs that they ever need for their life are already in that child in the womb at four months. Come on, you see, I know my stuff. I know my stuff. When you were born again, 
every seed you ever need was deposited by the Spirit of God. Every word, every gift, every calling, every ability. You may need to change, to train them and grow them, but everything you ever need to plant through you, you don't need to go to God and say, God, I need a miracle. You got a seed in Jesus' Name. You got something to grow your tomorrow. Healing is not a miracle for a believer. It's a harvest from the Word of God, hallelujah. It's a harvest on the inside. But you gotta be sowing the seed. Gotta be sowing the seed. I have seed. Start where you are. So many people, you see, you got a seed bag. Didn't look very big. Didn't look very significant. Just think of that mustard seed again, yeah? But just, when I've got that much seed, I'll start sowing. Oh, hang on, hang on a minute. Where's that seed gonna come from? A miracle, no. That seed is grown from the seed that you start with. Sow this seed and you'll get that seed. You'll never get that seed. You'll always be contained by what the world gives you. That's another whole message right there. See, God gets involved in harvest. I have seed. Start where you are. Don't wait for more or better seed. Don't sow a mixed seed bag. So good seed. So good seed. Not good and bad, amen? I have seed. I have time. I have words. I have finances. I have children. I have a marriage. I have experience in my life. What seed have I got and where can I sow it? Number three, oh, this is huge. What harvest do I want? What harvest do I want? Sow towards that harvest. Harvest, you reap exactly what you sow. If you want, I mean, I could make this so practical. And I know some people, oh, and I, we needed a car, so we gave one. Simple. It's how it works with us. I needed a building. We sowed into somebody else's building because we reap what we sow. It's just how we think. It's not sowing apples to get bananas. You reap what you sow. And that other version said, you only reap what you sow. Some people are believing for this harvest, but have sown that seed. See, this thing of sowing seed is so vitally important. What harvest do you want? I don't sow today for what I want today. I sow today for what I want in the future. So let's get going on where am I going in life? What do I need to grow in my life? What do I want to grow in my life? And I'm gonna sow towards that. I reap today what I've sown in the past. Whether I want the harvest or not, if there's seed there, it's gonna grow. That's what I'm saying, good, bad, and ugly. That's why we need harvest crop failures sometimes. 
on stuff that we wish we'd never sown. Aren't you glad that God can, can stop harvests? He can do that. Perhaps you've said some dumb stuff over your life. I know I have. And when I say it and I identify it, I always pray this. Father, I pray for a harvest failure on that seed. Because the seed is gone out. I should never have sown that seed, that attitude, that mentality. But it's going to grow. It's going to come back to me somehow. I'm not talking karma here. We don't believe in karma. We believe in sowing and reaping. But if the seed is out there, just me knowing, oh, I shouldn't have done it and just carrying on in life is not, it's still growing. I've got to declare a harvest failure on that word, on that mentality. Mentalities are seeds. You better believe it. Poverty mentality is a stinking thing. Look what it produces around the world. Horrible, horrible thing. Poverty, victim mentality. They reap horrible harvests. Number four. There is a harvest thief. This is so important. God is a good God of abundance and goodness. Amen? Amen. But Satan is a destroyer. That's one of his names. The destroyer. Of all that is good and all that is abundant from God. There are places in the Bible, I'm sure we can go to them, there are places of Abraham and, and, and he'd done a sacrifice and the vultures came and he beat them off. Then there was a time when all the enemy came to steal the harvest from the children of Israel. And one man said, you're not having my harvest. And he went and he threshed his wheat in the wine press. Don't see him as a coward. See him as, as, as the only one in the nation who was saying, devil, you're not having my harvest. Everybody else just gave up and went and hid in caves. But that man, he went and threshed wheat in the wine press, said, I'm getting my harvest no matter what's going on around me. See, there is a harvest thief. I think we got some video. Satan comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And the context of so much, these are locusts. And they go through a harvest field and destroy the lot. Anybody experienced that in their life? I know I have. An invasion of locusts. That was a harvest field. Completely decimated. They go through and destroy everything. And sometimes in life we think, God, I didn't sow for this. I didn't sow for this. I'm not believing for this. I'm blessed and highly favoured. I'm more than a conqueror. I'm in the Word of God. I'm sowing good seed. But Satan comes to steal, kill and to destroy areas of your life. That's not the time to say, I'm giving up on this sowing and reaping thing. It's time to deal with the mess. I think the next photo, oh, we could see this all day long. That's the results of obviously a flood in that situation. Ever experienced one of those in your life? <laughs> I know I have. Didn't believe for it, didn't expect it because I'm sowing and reaping. God's a good God of harvest. You don't give up. You do not give up. You fight off the locusts. 
You go back to the Word of God like Abraham did and he smacked away the vultures like Gideon did. Said, devil, you're not getting my harvest. I'm gonna sow again. Point number five, do not lose heart. One version says this, do not allow yourself to be weary in planting good seeds again. Oh, I'm not doing that again. Look what happened, the enemy came in. There are reasons, you know, sometimes, well, you know, the locusts get in and perhaps we give the enemy a foothold or whatever it is. Perhaps it's just an outright attack of the enemy. Says, I don't want you to prosper. Because the more you prosper, the more you're going to be a blessing. That's why he destroys crops. It's not to stop you being abundant. He loads people up. He's the God of mammon. He loads people up, but he strips the generous. I hope you're getting something here today. Identify the weariness and deal with it. The Bible says, do not allow yourself. It doesn't say pray to God to do something. It says don't allow yourself to be weary. Oh, Pastor, I'm just worn out. Don't allow it. See, God said it. Come on, guys. God said it. I believe it. That settles it. Identify the the weariness and deal with it. Get hope again from God. Get your vision back for the harvest. So that harvest has gone, time to grow another one. Time to grow another one. So you've been through a divorce that you didn't expect. Well, it's time to grow another relationship, perhaps. Hello? Do not lose heart. Do not allow the enemy to come in and cause you to be depressed, oppressed, suppressed. Stir up that hope again. Because I, okay, I may have lost this harvest, but I'm sowing for one for my future. I'm gonna sow again. I'm gonna go again. Even if my life looks like a flooded field right now, let's clear the water. Let's get God in. Let's prepare the ground again. And let's go again. Let's sow for the future. But I've only got one seed. Don't eat it. Sow it. Sow it because you need the harvest from it. If you eat the only seed you got, you got nothing to grow next week. And you'll just go on a spiral downwards. Sow again. Go again. Sow again. Sow again. Do not quit. You will reap in Jesus' Name. You will reap in Jesus' Name. The enemy wants to lie and say, this is it, that's the end. There's no hope for you. And you just wanna say, yeah, but I'm a farmer, hallelujah. Yeah, but I'm a sower, hallelujah. Yeah, but my God is the God of the harvest and God said it, that whatever I sow, I will reap in Jesus' mighty Name. So I'm gonna reap to the Spirit because I'm gonna sow to the Spirit. I'm gonna reap financially because I'm gonna sow financially. I'm gonna reap in joy in my life because I'm gonna sow some joy into somebody else's life. I'm gonna reap in my kids 
because I'm going to sow into them and into other families. I'm going to reap because I'm going to sow. I'm going to reap because I'm going to sow. I'm going to reap because I'm going to sow. I am a sower in Jesus' mighty name. In my mind, in my spirit, in my body, in my family, in my business, in my finances, in my life, I'm going to sow seed because I'm going to reap a harvest in Jesus. I need a building, I'm going to sow in the buildings. I need a new house, I'm going to sow into somebody else's house. I need a car, I'm going to sow into somebody else's life. Sower, sower. My last point is pray God's Word over your harvest, which is where we're going next week. God answers prayer. Come on, every hand raised in this place. I am a sower. Come on, declare it out. I'm a sower. I have seed. God is faithful. Whatever I sow, I will reap. In Jesus' Name, I put a stop right now to every bad harvest from any corrupt seed that I have sown in my mind, in my body, in my finances, in my marriage, in my children, in my business, in my spiritual life. In Jesus' Name, devil, I take authority over your tears and I pull them out by the faith of God. In the Name of Jesus, crop failure. And today, I believe, I receive harvest from the good seed that I have sown in the past, today and in the future. I am a sower and my God is the God of the harvest in Jesus' Name, Amen. Can we give a shout of praise in the place?